1: said a sprint and do the beat pop trap we are the eagles sometimes i beat. we sometimes stumble but never in
0: defeat this is our song we not get fucking we're just here to have a bottle of
1: fucking so fly purple listeners just an FYI craig has literally just watched new flyers interim head coach scott gordon participate in a nineteen eighty six rap song with his hockey team.
0: I believe I wanna say this is Boston College. I don't even see what team he played for, but
1: I mean it has gotta be Boston if it's the beanpot
0: trot. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's good old beanpot trot. And uh first of all, the entire team is in matching jumpsuits. They're all wearing uh pretty cheap sunglasses. And uh, rapping I, I think out of rhythm over a pretty eighties tune, so
1: it is a hundred percent out of rhythm.
0: Yeah. This team clearly—they're all white guys rapping. That's what's going on.
1: They clearly saw the Super Bowl shuffle and said, "Why not us?" Yeah, we could...
0: <laughs> Gave it the good old college try.
1: Ooh, the college hey, try, cool,
0: Yeah. Speaking the only Karamba. worst
1: rapping, the only worst rapping I've heard is in "Buddies Watching You," the the Eagles knockoff. Of, <laughs> of the Super Bowl shuffle when um, Luis Sendeja comes in. And he's just like, oh, Luis Sendeja, yeah, do the kicks and stuff. It's really, really to win. Like, we, we can't all be Randall Cunningham, right? Ra- Randall Cunningham, quarterback. The guy everybody wants to sack.
0: Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's a pretty good rhyme right there. First you see me, then you won't. Although, I don't know, did we get the, uh, the right there? What Gordon lyrics are here because they're pretty good my name is Gordon they
1: call me flash I have to watch the rest I just remember that part which is great because Gordon is actually the highlight of the entire thing between the fact that he comes on with some actual confidence oh yeah Gordon comes on he's got some swagger to him he's actually rapping confidently and kind of in the beat and then this this motherfucker comes out and he lays a split on us
0: it's a big time split. It's an it's, it's an impressive split. split, yeah. And I don't think he misses any beat with his lyric, which I think makes it that more uh, amazing that he is just, I mean, just an overall impressive performance by Gordon here. Oh, it is this, the uh... best
1: intro to the new Flyers coach we could possibly get. You know what? <laughs> Five-year contract, done. Based just entirely the bean on the Beanpot trot. trot. Yeah. <laughs> I forget Joel Quenville. Beanpot Trot's won me over. I'm going to watch it again because it's so good. (laughs) It's waiting for it to load. It's the 150 mark of the Beanpot Trot on YouTube.
0: Did the split he did the split he does the going. split yeah. and he
1: gets up seamlessly it's, it's amazing. amazing, yeah it's amazing. my new hero scott Gordon
0: i he said something about dash, I mean he's a goalie that's the only flaw I think in all this is he can't really
1: well he, uh, he does put up his uh well he's saying he's quick as a flash with his glove he's uh his glove hand very is it, good
0: is it, yeah, yeah, the flash makes sense everything I also do like the awkwardness of uh giving up uh Goal, it's never many or not a lot. <laughs> I feel like there's just an awkward rhyme to end on. The
1: beanpot trot. Oh <laughs> We're gonna do we're gonna do a live performance of the bean pot trot at the, the Flyers Predators game tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Craig's gonna do the split. I will not. I may do the split. I I may not get up from the split is the no, deal. I, I, I would be in yeah. the or same boat I, if I if, attempted that. It might be an Andy Bernard situation in the office uh, when he dances up. He does a split at the Christmas party. So if you want to drive me to the hospital I'll do that, That's Guys,
1: this is your chance. This is this is the new Fly League contest. Drive Craig to the hospital. Win a night with Craig Forsythe, driving him writhing in pain to the local hospital.
0: Anybody can win, but it's important that at least a one person wins. That's all. <laughs> That's the guy for the contest.
1: Important rules, but necessary.
0: Very necessary.
1: So Scott uh, Gordon, interim head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, just had his first game as Flyers interim coach, and uh, successful first game. I would say so.
0: Uh, again, comes against the Red Wings, who also suck pretty bad. But uh, some nice, some nice things to take away from his first game, and assuming that he has not a lot of practice time to kind of implement systems he wants. But there was uh, some good signs in terms of uh, ice time for the players and the fact that uh, it's Travis his team. Sandheim. Yeah, mainly mainly Travis Sanheim. Uh, Provorov had 24-36 too, but he paired with uh, Travis Sanheim who played over 21 minutes. And also both of those guys were out there pretty late in the game with a one goal lead, which is the thing yeah. that Feel like frankly,
1: frankly, if Provorov has under twenty eight minutes, I'm pretty happy at this point. Like, oh, yeah. you got a guy struggling out there and clearly having a down season from his early success in the NHL, and you keep throwing him out there for twenty seven plus minutes a night. Maybe, maybe he's a little worn down.
0: Possibly, yeah. I mean, I, I maybe he just really hated Haxtell and Murphy. We'll find out i mean he looked out. he looked fine last night uh sanheim apparently
1: it was it was rick wilson's
0: idea yeah, right, To uh, like sanheim so much according to uh charles charles o'connor uh rick wilson the yeah the charles uh he uh, what was it? quote gordon noted after the game however the decision to lean on sanheim was assistant coach rick wilson's call hitting at the current delineation of duties uh and also although nobody really cares about the game on saturday but uh Pervoff and Sandheim wore a pair on Saturday, which would hint that before Gordon came up, there was somebody in the room suggested that idea. And it sounds like it was Rick Wilson. So as much as that guy has done the whole, uh, or we've made a deal about the uh, analytics comment, if uh, if he's going to be the guy that gets Sandheim out there playing 25 minutes a night or whatever, that's that's fine by me. He can He can not like analytics as much as he wants.
1: I was going to say, if his analytics is his eye test and his eye test is saying to play Sandheim more, then yeah, sign me up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> by all means, go ahead and do that. Uh, the other big lineup thing for me that I enjoyed was even though Lim Blom was on the fourth line again, when Konechny went down in the first period, uh, Lim Blom moved up to the top line with Drew and uh, JVR. So, not afraid. Not afraid of using Limblom too much, even if he wasn't expected to play that much. But I, I assume Lindblom is going to get a bigger role here uh, sooner or later because he he played a ton under Gordon uh, in Lehigh Valley. I think he played in all situations under uh, Gordon in Lehigh Valley. So hopefully he, he moves back up into the top six, if not the top nine at least. But those, those are probably like the two biggest kind of takeaways to, to uh, last night's game, I I, I want to say that they did a lot more plays behind the net or below the goal line, and uh, actually tried to make plays in the middle of the slot. But again, it's one game. Don't really know if that's even Gordon or if that's just the players being like, "Hell yeah, let's do this." <laughs> just, <laughs> I just, mean, like, no so
1: first and foremost, like the the energy level was just different. Like there was a palpable energy last night that this team has straight up been lacking. Yeah. But the other thing was in the third period, with the lead, they didn't relent like they have lately. Yeah, they didn't no, chill the up, thing. they didn't turtle up, and
0: that was huge. Yeah, like the last... I want to say the last two minutes, it felt like the Red Wings were putting it on, but besides that, uh, yeah, you're right, they didn't turtle up in the third, which is a big thing. And again, it's the Red Wings, but, I mean, underneath Hackstall, every single time they had a lead going to the third, it was pretty much just going to trap mode, which prevents you from winning essentially as we've seen in the past many a times. So it hopefully uh you know when you're taking it to a team you keep taking it to a team it's going to be pretty hard for them to tie it up if they haven't been doing f- it in the first 40 minutes.
1: The funny thing is we've been talking for a few minutes about this game last night and you know Scott Gordon and everything. We haven't even mentioned the biggest thing that happened in this game. It was our our the sweet dear baby thing, boy yeah. <laughs> Carter Hart making his NHL debut and doing pretty pretty
0: pretty good pretty good uh i want to say to date this has well i don't know I, I was gonna say it's probably the biggest moment of the flyer season but i would say firing the gm and coach is probably out there too <laughs> but eh, in details. terms of the road ahead i feel like uh potential future elite goalie carter hart making his NHL debut is pretty exciting and you mentioned earlier the the lack of tension, I guess, or more positive vibe around the team altogether, and I feel like in the building, a big part of that was probably Carter Hart playing too, because oh, every sure. single I mean, save he made, the crowd went nuts. It didn't matter what it was. Nuts. Yeah, I it, haven't
1: seen anybody really lose their mind for a Flyers goalie performing like that in forever.
0: In forever, and I'm gonna. I mean, okay, so he was fine. He was good last night. He did. He got a lot of help though. Uh, in terms of the team in front of him actually playing defense. But still, yeah, there was a lot of shot
1: suppression, especially early on. Keith Jones kept grousing about the fact that Gross. there weren't a lot of shots that he got to face. It was like, well, I think Carter Hart would prefer to face some more shots. And like, Coatsy, or not Coatsy, Jonesy, what do you want him to do? Just <laughs> say, like, you know, I'll take a few extra shots. Kid needs practice.
0: Bring them no. down here, boys. <laughs> Let the breakaways commence. You're going to get these Suppress shots.
1: shots. Suppress shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they can hold this defense, that's fine. But yeah, that's the two Keith Jones' uh, point. Uh, Detroit had one shot in the 1st eleven twenty-eight of the game. Didn't really give Hart a uh, chance to get in the rhythm, I guess would be Jones' uh, argument. But it uh, turned out it didn't matter. Uh, he did... Hart did have a really nice stop on Larkin point-blank on a power play. I think that was probably his best save of the game. He also stopped Trevor Daly on a, a partial breakaway that was... Uh, Impeded by a JVR hook, I believe was what the penalty was. Uh, but yeah, that's what it was. Via the point, which I it's a uh, analytics website for. I, I guess that's like sports of Sportsnet. Andrew Berkshire runs it, and he's a big analytics guy. Uh, f- compared to the rest of the season, the Flyers allowed 22 shots against last night. Their average has been 31 this season. Seven shots, uh, from the slot against. Uh, the average has been thirteen point nine, and then three inner slot shots against, which is, I mean, where right the hell slot and And uh, the average on the season has been seven. So they pretty much reduced every major thing, every like threatening chance in half, which is what uh, what they should have been doing for their twenty year old potential franchise goaltender. So hopefully, hopefully that wasn't just the result of playing the Red Wings. Hopefully they're able to bring that every single night. But I think uh, I think it's important to remember after a game like that too that there's still going to be a lot of bumps along the way for Carter Hart. Uh, oh this, sure. This, this and... was a pretty smooth sailing night all around, all all on the ice, and then there's adorable parents in the crowd and the whole post game reaction and actually answering Taron Hunter's questions, <laughs> which is like a thing <laughs> that like you know doesn't mean anything, but uh, every single. The hockey player that anybody interviews usually hears the first two words of the question and then goes off in their own tangent. But you know, well, you, know, you got to
1: give 110%, you got to hey, go for the team. It's all about the, the team deep. effort at the end of the day. <laughs> get the pucks
0: deep, play full 60. And uh,
1: you got to play full 60, you got to have some grit, some heart, some hustle.
0: T- Taryn Hatcher was actually asking about certain plays, and he was actually talking about those certain plays every single he question. Just, so he,
1: he looks like he's never shaved. Like, he's just like, hi, I'm yeah. Carter. And it's just, <laughs> oh, you're adorable.
0: He's, uh, it's funny, too, because he's very, like, he does seem very mature. I know it's a thing that everybody's been harping on, but. Well, and that's 20, part of seems... why
1: everybody, yeah. his expectations are so high as a goalie, is that the fact that nothing really seems to phase him. Where, yeah. like, say, an Ilya Brizgalov would get phased by, literally anything oh i mean and steve lose mace his too. mind steve Ma- oh, yeah, we steve mace. we
0: defend steve Mace but man he was uh he was a big the good old body language yeah
1: no, i think, I'm, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think I'm over that that guy yeah, no, that, yeah. that body language slumped real quick yeah. you yeah. let up let one uh... week goal and it's like it's all downhill <laughs> and before you know it mace is just like yeah. crying and let the a goal locker up room. i'm kidding he's not cry- i'm not making fun of him crying but <laughs> Steve Mason, you're right. The body language would get very dejected very quickly, and then things would kind of spiral out of control. And if this team needs one thing, it's some unflappability, some kind oh, of yeah. stoic oh, yeah. nature. Yeah. They need guys who can keep their cool.
0: Yeah. No, agreeing. And uh, hopefully, uh, I mean, that's the idea, I guess, too, behind bringing in new players, even if it is from the AHL, that the team's just in an overall funk if you take out a couple of uh, key people. For why the team is struggling. Sometimes the newer faces will just kind of bring a new energy to the locker room. So maybe maybe that's what uh, Gordon and Hart will uh, bring to the Flyers. I mean, overall, last night last night was the most fun this season just because of, uh, I mean, it was just a different feel to the. I think everybody was just relieved that Dave Haxel is not here anymore. And again, Dave Haxel, the person, seems pretty like a pretty good guy as they came out. He called out.
1: Scott Gordon after yeah, the game. I was going to say and that. him.
0: Yeah, and again, no problems with Dave Haxtell, the nice guy. A lot of problems with Dave Haxtell, flagship coach. <laughs> and, uh, I oh, think yeah. I think everybody's happy that he's gone now. But it was just <laughs> like the Travis
1: I, Sanheim played four games worth in one night. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it looked fine. It looked really good. Uh, there weren't. I feel like a lot of a lot of players played pretty well last night too. I feel like Ghost and and Patrick played really well last night. Uh, two players that kinda of been
1: and they kind of combined a little over this a, year. They combined but, on one of the goals together and it was uh it was real nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it was really nice. I mean that was good pass it was good passing by Raffle and uh Patrick on the the Gasphere goal, but it was also a pretty good shot. Uh I feel like Voracek, too. Nobody was talking about uh I, he didn't have any points and I don't think he had amazing numbers, uh possession numbers, but Vorchek created two of the best scoring chances all game, and uh, just Simmons and Gossespierre couldn't capitalize on it. He he set up two perfect cross-ice chances where Jonathan Bernie was just out of position and there was a wide-open net, and both Gossespierre and Simmons failed to kind of corral the puck in time and put it on net. Uh, but, I mean, Vorchek, to me, looked like he played pretty well. 800th game NHL game last night, Steve. Wow! Wow! How many points do you think Voracek has? Eight hundred. Uh, I 000. actually,
1: I actually know this. Oh, all right. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Five oh, hundred ninety-nine. Right. Uh, right. right? <laughs> Ooh, five
0: hundred ninety-eight. So you were wrong.
1: Ninety-eight.
0: Oh, A uh, hundred. 180- I retire.
1: Good night and good hockey. <laughs>
0: one hundred eighty-three goals, four hundred fifteen assists. So when people talk about goals with him, it's hilarious. Uh, but one person, and man. Uh, I, I don't know if it was because everybody else was playing so well or now that Hacksaw's gone, as Jake pointed out, maybe a lot of the anger is going to shift back to him, but man, McDonald sucked last night. <laughs> McDonald real had bad, real bad plays last night. I mean, he iced pucks without any is, pressure. McDonald
1: is so much worse when you don't have a puck carrying defenseman paired with him. To cover those mistakes, he was paired with Radko Gudas. Oh yeah, and the
0: third pair too.
1: Oh baby, that is a just black hole of puck carrying right Which? there. Like Radko's the responsible <laughs> puck carrier in that duo. That's not good. Woof.
0: <laughs> the, like, uh, Radko's
1: taking shots from behind his own net.
0: Yeah, I guess that's another good thing too is that Andrew McDonald was on the fourth or the fourth, the third pair. So that's another sign for. Uh, yeah, if only there was. That's a, a sign for pair. Scott Gordon. But he also like he also. McDonald had a play last night, too, where he had the puck in the D zone. And all he was, he was not pressured. All he was trying to do is move the puck D to D. He was trying to pass it across the ice to, uh, to Goudis. And he, and he heals a pass and it starts moving slowly towards Carter Hart. And a right wing starts coming in to try and capitalize on the flub. And then Carter has to cover it up. So you get a D zone draw with a little bit of a a heart attack for no reason because McDonald can't complete a cross ice pass. It's just, it's, it's amazing the things he can't do for how much he's played in the NHL and how much people defend him playing in the NHL. Anything
1: you can do, Andy can do worse. You <laughs> can do anything worse than you. That's
0: an appropriate song, yeah. Uh, last night's game overall, though, the Flyers, I mean, we, the defensive numbers are really good. Uh, expected goals four overall, 2.75 to 1.24 for the Flyers at 5 on 5. Two point zero four to 90, uh, 0.97. 52.63 fifty two point sixty three five and five Corsi four percentage. Uh, I mean, and uh, I think that Drew had a pretty good night too. I, I really enjoyed uh, that fake he had on the Gudas goal, where he looked like he was about to accept the pass, and he just let it slide through and kind of threw everybody off. Oh, that was off great. kilter for the Red Wings. It yeah, was a really good play. And then uh, I thought. So what had what we had come accustomed to was just, or what I started doing was just every week on the show, uh, coming on and pointing out how no goals were being scored low to high. So naturally, the first goal scored in the post-Taxol era is low to high, as true. <laughs> Actually, and you know it wasn't even low to high. It was just a, a point shot that got deflected by uh, JVRN and But I don't. Bl- I believe it was just. Uh, I think. Gosh, this beer passed it to Drew in the very high slot, which we know Drew does every once in a while, just kind of hang out near the blue line. And he caught it, threw it on that, and JVR redirected it. So not low to high, but still the mentality of the Hextall system, which was to cycle the pucks to the point and let the uh, defenseman rip and hope for good stuff in front. And uh, they actually got bodies to the front that time, as soon as uh, Hextall leaves. So it's got to (laughs) suck. Well,
1: I mean... I do have to say just based on observation of last night's game, they were getting the puck to the front of the net more often though. And yeah. less working back to the point. Like there was still a, a good amount of working back to the point. And in theory, there's nothing wrong with that. When you have defensemen that are as offensively talented as some of the guys, the flyers have Gostas bear prover last year and Sandheim always, but uh, ultimately you want to see a, a better mix, right? You want to see yeah. more work down low, trying to get better opportunities because you're always going to get better opportunities when you're not just banking on getting a few deflections and calling it a day.
0: Yeah. And and if anything, you want to kind of split the two, but if you're going to load up on doing one consistently, it would be the you know, cycling down low, getting the, the chances in close rather than moving the puck away from the net. And then hoping that the goalie just doesn't see it through traffic in front. Uh, and I felt like, too, there was a lot more... I felt there, like there were a lot more chances just created from uh, plays below the goal line and near the slot. I know... I think Drew set up connecting with a goal from... Or a, uh, a pass from below the goal line for a great chance in front. And then the the line of uh, Raffle... What was that third line last night? It was Raffle, Lawton, Patrick, I think. Uh, they... Yeah, it was Raffle. Yeah, they passed. It. They have one well, chance. Was it Patrick initially
1: on the first line to start the game and then they kind of cycled through?
0: Well, that was the whole thing. yesterday was apparently Patrick was going to play with JVR and drew and then they like I, took I a pass. I thought patch. it was drew and Kinechny. Well, they they took I think it it, it was well, one they, of those well, the too. The thing
1: was Gordon was all about kind of unpredictability with the Yeah, Lions and Rangers. then he like, like transform.
0: Yeah, and Patrick had a whole quote about playing with Drew and then I think Gordon switched it up before the game so it looked like those quotes about the morning skate lines were out of context when the game actually started but uh, whatever whatever line Raffle, I, I remember seeing Raffle and Patrick out there and they had a whole uh, show well, where it was JVR and Drew on.
1: had some time together again too and they're really starting to develop some chemistry right now
0: yeah JVR's been playing pretty well and uh, hopefully It almost he like starts... he was hurt before <laughs> yeah it almost is like he was hurt before so one of
1: my forever, like just things that irritate me are people conveniently forgetting about injuries when certain guys struggle. And it's like, you know, he's kind of playing with a hindrance to his yeah. typical speed is his peak speed. There's a reason that he looks like that. <laughs> You're conveniently forgetting that to slam someone, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. I suppose
0: he's getting, uh, he is getting the greasy goals too, though. Cause he had the redirection and he had that, uh, that rebound goal against the Flames, I believe.
1: I will say so, this team's needed some greasy goals
0: for a while. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you'd hope you uh more to Wayne Simmons in that department, but I don't, I don't know. He uh whatever he starts clicking again too, it'll be nice to have J V R and Simmons both just getting to the net and uh putting in the putting in the slop. Just uh taking out the garbage. But what the way You mean
1: that. future Toronto Maple Leaf Wayne Simmons?
0: Uh apparently and uh I mean, we got a uh, 54 minutes here. Still, 54 free, so. minutes
1: left. I sincerely doubt anything is happening yeah. by this. Well, we can work freeze. in. Lo-
0: do you wanna? Do you wanna get the one question we got? Since we, let's uh, do it. Yeah, let's and then we're, we're, we'll talk about. it. I love it.
1: that we're getting. <laughs> we're not asking for questions, but we're getting like one unsolicited question <laughs> a week. I'm I'm enjoying
0: this. And we're rewarding it. <laughs> Just, I like it. I'll take questions. I, I, yeah. I
1: want to reward the few listeners we have. We yeah, have about like, ten listeners we got. Yeah. We're, I we think got we're uh, up to appreciate. fifteen now. I All think right. we're up to fifteen. We have yeah, right. fifteen listeners and uh we need to reward those fifteen. <laughs> thank
0: you for actually putting up with our six hour long podcast. So thank you. Yeah, for and calling out of work on in Thursdays advance. and listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> apologies in advance for this one not being six hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah.
1: yeah big time. So yeah, we our unsolicited question of the night that we're more than happy to answer. Uh, from atchison herbert who said after last night what will the flyers do now regarding trades i'll enjoy the carter hart honeymoon with everyone else but we're not going to be playing the red wings every night sports are bad use your prognostic skills
0: yeah so i guess he knows that i love to uh, predict trades <laughs> you're the best at
1: predicting trades. i think i've given you a false impression of being a trade guru because i took the the, the trade suggestions like two weeks ago yeah <laughs> and now people are like you know who knows trades craig Forsyth. he
0: loves guessing at trades that probably won't happen
1: <laughs> he knows the proper value for all nhl players every time
0: he loves those rumors uh i i'll here's my here's what i'm gonna prognosticate I got. I don't think. I don't think a trade's going down before the trade freeze. That's my. That's my two cents. I don't think it's happening. Uh, after the uh, trade freeze, I got no idea. I want to say. I, I really don't even know. Do you trade for a goalie now, or do you kind of ride hard for a little bit, or what's the deal?
1: So this is an interesting question to me because I kind of wanted to take some wind out of the Carter Hart sails tonight. Oh, maybe. To, but oh, here comes Steve to just Typical destroy Steve. everybody's hopes and dreams. Always like a, a big negative piece guy. Piece shit. <laughs> Always Mister Negative, Mikey Miss over here calling y'all idiots.
0: <laughs> bunch of bunch Nods. do nots. The do hey, not
1: flyer fans. You're you're all dumb. The violation one of you. for
0: getting excited about Carter Hart.
1: I I think by the way I I posted a tweet yesterday because uh, JJ mid broadcasted a uh, an advertisement for the Mikey Miss show uh, that they air on oh yeah NBCSN and it's like uh, what did Mikey Miss say today and I tweeted that Mikey Miss was calling Flyers fans the dumbest people in the world I think people took that literally and uh, I mean it's more or less what he says on a daily basis yeah it's
0: a daily, but yeah. it's not a
1: literal quote it's not guys. a
0: verbatim a, thing yeah. he says. He says the equivalent of that probably. Well, I would say every day, but he doesn't talk about the Flyers every day. I think so. No, because he gets really around, does not
1: him, care to talk about hockey.
0: Yeah, whenever he gets around to him, which is probably like once every two or three weeks, uh, it's it's usually not a ringing endorsement of the fan base. I'll put it that way. No, no. So, but
1: talking about hockey from somebody who enjoys talking about hockey. Let's talk about Carter Hart and here's my question. My, my question to take all the sail or the wind out of the sails <laughs> is once Brian Elliott's healthy, which whenever the hell that is, what does Chucky two trades do? Because, and also there's always the chance Carter Hart could struggle, but let's just say Carter Hart keeps on Carter Harding right now. Like if he gets on a run right now, yeah, I think the team's going to roll with him and just wave Michael huh or something like that. But, um, I There's think. also the significant chance that Brian Elliott comes back and they try to go back to the original Hextall plan of the Elliott Neuverth, uh, uh gruesome twosome, and uh, everybody cries. So, two-some. <laughs> gruesome twosome. Mostly because they have gruesome injuries.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, pretty much.
1: Uh I do think, though, if Carter Hart, if they give him a couple more starts and he continues to let up, say, two, three goals tops, and Give them solid goaltending. I do think they will continue to, to roll with him,
0: yeah. No, I think so too. I was gonna say, I think once Norbert, once Elliot's healthy, I think Norbert is gonna get weighed or he's gonna get traded for quite literally a bag of peanuts. So, I right,
1: but if you, you have Carter Hart and Brian Elliott in there instead of Elliot Neuwerth, you really don't have to make a trade because no. the future's now and you just defied all odds. I mean, Scott Gordon apparently told Ron Hextall, what, two weeks ago that he didn't think he was ready.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, he just, it's kind of a crazy thing that he has gotten a game so far. And
1: he might not be ready.
0: Yeah. He (laughs) may not be. Yeah. He might not
1: be, but not to say I'm not enjoying this. I thought that was fantastic last night. It was a great scene. We briefly touched on his parents, but the fact that his parents got flown in for the game and, his mom was just adorable and his, his dad is pacing the hallways because oh my God, he's so yeah, his nervous. Handle and then, <laughs> who is the, uh, the older gentleman with his mom? Was that his coach, his childhood mm-hmm. coach?
0: Or? No, 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 it was uh, his uh, grandfather.
1: I thought it was like an adoptive grandfather. Oh or
0: something yeah. Like that. They did say that. Yeah. Taryn did. Say that. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Older gentleman, Old man in, that enjoys uh, hockey. Close to Carter Hart. But, yeah.
1: Uh, the fact that they, they got to come out there, got to enjoy his victory last night was a great thing. And, um, it was just a really feel-good night overall. And just looking at objective goaltending, Carter Hart looked pretty good, especially for a friggin' 20-year-old playing his first NHL game, second youngest Flyers goaltender to uh, start an NHL game.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, we touched on the, the, earlier. The
1: youngest was Maximo, yeah?
0: Oh, God, was that really who it was? I believe it was. Yeah, so let's hope he doesn't turn out to be uh, that. But he... A good God. I mean, again we were saying it earlier or I was saying it earlier with the, the numbers. Like he he did look good, but he wasn't as tested as much as the other goalies have been tested. And by the way, speaking of the other Flyers goalies, uh with his start last night, the Flyers have started six goalies before Christmas and the only other team that ever do that were the Blues in two thousand two, two thousand three, who as they pointed out in the broadcast last night, was coached by Joel Quinville. So he would have a familiar yeah. feel once he is hired here. Uh, immediately after Christmas.
1: It's beginning yeah. to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> the Flyers
0: use six goalies. <laughs> uh you think they get to uh, you think they get seven bad boys on the season? I think it's very possible. Yeah, well who else? I mean so what, is Hart, Elliot, norworth Lion, Pickard, Pickard. Stolars. They literally do not have another goalie in the system. So they would have to. Not roll.
1: yet until they trade for Peter Morazic.
0: Oh, I would kill myself.
1: Scott Darling.
0: No, thank you. Well, actually, unfortunately, the, Jonathan one, guy, Quick. the one guy I've been talking about for them to go and get. Uh, his career might actually be over now.
1: Corey Crawford.
0: Did you see that hit? Yeah pretty bad. And he's got a concussion and he's on IR already. So I that sucks, man. sucks I mean, a lot for him. Yeah.
1: Such a promising young. I mean, he's not a promising young goalie anymore. He's an established NHL yeah. good goaltender, but he's too young to be going through this crap. And it's just, Absolutely. man, it it's awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he just came back from pretty much missing a, a calendar year with the injury. And I think he was healthy for two months and still like still struggling to get his feet underneath them. Because he missed so much time, and now he's got this, so it's a. Uh, I don't know. It, it could be a real. There could be a real chance his career is is, is done. So now that he's out, I, I really don't know who I would like for them to go and and trade. And you know, I, I I did mention how Bowman's had some questionable trades over the last, you know, however long. I was watching, you know, watching the Pens Caps tonight. Michael Kempney is still out there playing pretty big minutes for him, and I feel like that's a pretty good example. of Bowman just trading white pieces for no reason. So that's... Yeah, there's that. Uh, but I I guess getting back to uh, Ashison's question, which is what we spent so long not answering it. Are you telling
1: me the Flyperbole podcast, the only Flyers podcast, got massively derailed answering a simple question?
0: <laughs> the Flyperbole train got derailed, ran through a forest, and then hit a building forty five minutes away? I think so. I think that's exactly a building what
1: full of screaming school children, thank you. <laughs> uh
0: I would guess I, I, I guess a goalie still. I, I guess uh piece by piece it looks like Fletcher is trying to kind of I, I mean as he showed he's trying to put his fingerprints on this team and he's doing a lot of a lot of stuff that lets everybody know that Texel is not here anymore. So I guess getting a goalie to pair with Carter Hart be an indication that the old regime is gone. If they actually got two goalies that seem to be capable of stopping pucks at the NHL level. Which would be pretty cool. Again now, again, I don't I don't know who it would even be.
1: I'll be honest, I'm kind of if Brian Elliott can come back decent and Carter Hart can be the starter and Elliot can back him up, I'm kinda of okay with Elliot in that role as kind of the old man guru. Yeah. Yeah, because here's Elliott gets hurt. Because Dave Hackstall's like, yeah, why don't you start 40 games in a row? <laughs> we got Anthony players. Stolarz, a man whose knees were just destroyed not too long ago. Yeah, start nine games in a row. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: His, Dave Hackstall, this cannot be said enough. Dave Hackstall's final blow as Flyers, as Flyers coach was to play Anthony Stolarz too much and blow out his knees. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and now. will Yeah, in the the first period, too. He got injured in the first period. In a game that
1: everybody thought Lyon was going (laughs) to start. It it, it was a last-minute thing, actually. I'm going out. I'm living like I – I'm dying like I
0: lived, ruining
1: (laughs) goalies' lives.
0: (laughs) So then who – I mean, do you think they go – if they're not going for a goalie, do you think they go for a forward or a defenseman? Do you think so the first I don't trade? Want to is... see
1: them go, I don't want to see them go for a defenseman because I'd rather them get rid of Andrew McDonald and call Phil Myers.
0: Well, I mean, that could be the I mean, he did play on the third pairing last night.
1: Like if I want a defenseman, I want it to be Phil Myers.
0: Right. Yeah. I it, it it's not another question now, I think, but it's still moving Andrew McDonald and his contract and there are less than 2 years left on it. And teams are pretty dumb. Uh, it's it's just I don't know if they're going to actually move McDonald. And also, I think the the players that I would guess they're looking at. I I feel like he wants to make a big trade, like a like a Colton Pareko type deal, okay, which you're so not going to s- get.
1: Somebody like that, sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're also you're not going to be dealing Andrew McDonald as the key piece in that trade. You're gonna. I, you know i would hope they would just move out mcdonald but that's i, I don't know I, I really don't know if he wants just to make a, a couple minor changes or if he wants to swing for the fences already but i think i feel like carter hart coming up could be his I mean, statement move already but on defense they they keep talking about bringing in a veteran uh blue liner uh and i feel like if they don't like mcdonald in that role they could be parting ways with McDonald bringing somebody else in, but I don't want to get I don't want to get everybody's hopes up about that because, I don't know, we've... Uh,
1: I mean, that's the dream, right? That's the dream yeah. right
0: there. We thought we'd gotten past McDonald before at the start of the 2015-16 season. And here we are now. Uh, and then, you know, when it comes to forwards, I really don't know. I, I don't even know who they would try and go get, I guess, but it sounds like maybe Simmons would be on his way to Toronto. Yeah, I keep hearing
1: Toronto mentioned probably because Babcock wants another like a uh, grinder guy, <laughs> like somebody you can really just go in and muscle guys out. Uh, that seems to yeah. be kind of a, the hot topic in Toronto because they just have a, a never-ending well of offensive talent. So when yeah. you find a way to lose when you have that much offensive talent, it really comes down to, well, we need more grit and hustle.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that uh, Simmons would also probably be the guy that scored the greasiest goals on the on the Leafs and also he is from Toronto so there a lot a lot of it makes sense but I, I don't know what would be coming back to the Flyers it would be it'll be interesting because it's not like Mitch Marner oh man that'd be some shit I saw some rumor today about uh Simmons for uh Kapanen which uh well oh, that's a spicy yeah. meat of ball. That's yeah, a spice meatball, right? I'll take that. That I don't know if that was a rumor, if that was just somebody saying, Would you do this trade? To which I would say, Yes,
1: <laughs> to which I say, <laughs> You serious right now? You serious, Clark?
0: <laughs> By the way, we I was just talking about Crawford. I'm watching the uh, like the MB show after the uh, do you, do you game. want
1: to keep calling it Comcast Sportsnet or something like that? Because I keep,
0: I still. I, no no this is a this is m b c s okay, I, okay. Just, I just i actually did yeah what was it i i'm just gonna call uh mbcs philly or whatever comcast sports not i'm still gonna do that because i I, it, I feel like mbcs is just weird like a weird alliteration or uh acronym or whatever but i don't know whatever D- dylan Strom was the one that cr- uh crushed Corey crawford so uh stan bowman's latest acquisition is the one that Killed his current goalie. Well, which I feel like it's kind of ironic.
1: I think it makes sense because you know what they say about the Strom family—they can't skate.
0: Can't for, skate for Dick, yeah. Believe the exact. I just
1: don't understand. Can't skate. It's a fact. <laughs> I just, I love how sorry, they're like, sorry, guys, we're
0: all, we're all gonna play hockey, but we're not gonna teach any of our kids how to skate. It feels like a huge fatal flaw when it comes to being future hockey players. <laughs> it's like
1: you forgot something.
0: <laughs> we're all going to become baseball players, but we're never going to learn how to put on a glove. And we're going to see if we can make it to the majors. And to their credit, every Strom has made the league without knowing how to actually stand up on skates. It's pretty impressive, it's phenomenal.
1: There's fan. just one Strom yeah. waiting in the wings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, you know, I don't know what the timeline is for Matthew Strom. I feel like he's probably got. I mean, now, I mean, under the uh, Hextall regime, we would have had uh, at least one more season in the AHL. Uh, one more season getting healthy scratch by Dave Hextall, and then he would have been an NHL regular after that. So, I mean, for all we know, Matthew Strong could be here next season.
1: He could be here tomorrow.
0: So he could be. He could literally be here tomorrow. This
1: is the brave new world we live in now.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it's pretty crazy, folks. But Speaking of the old or the world we're currently in, which features every goalie in the league that doesn't know how to stay healthy or win a hockey game, a proud tradition. The, a proud tradition. <laughs> a proud tradition. Like no, none other Uh, we we were talking about uh Hart and Elliot earlier, and looking at the other goalies in the franchise, uh, it doesn't look uh. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air. Still, is injury is out two to four weeks with a lower body injury. I. Do you think he's back next season? I don't think he is.
1: Probably not.
0: Yeah. Uh, Unless he Nor-verse. comes back
1: somehow and he ends up being the guy juggling with uh, with Carter Hart for the rest of the season and impresses. That's the only way yeah. I can see him coming back.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Norvus, I mean Norvus, Norvus and Elliot to me are as good as gone. They're not coming back. Uh, but Alex Lyon, I feel like Alex Lyon is kind of intriguing because I believe the situation is next year he is not a waiver exempt. And so he is going to earn $750,000. And if he is at the NHL level, he would have to go on waivers if he was to go back down, which again, uh, I mean, with Hexal, I think that was a big reason why certain guys got called up and didn't get called up, but maybe, uh, Fletcher won't care too much if it's not his guy. And Alex Lyon is exactly the most uh treasured asset on the on the team. So maybe he will just be put up and down through waivers a bit. But looking at these goalies, the only one that might actually be here next year is probably Carter Hart, which makes sense, but just makes for an intriguing intriguing offseason. You're gonna have four spots and you have Carter Hart, maybe Alex Lyon. Then you've got to figure out well, figure out the other two, whether or not it's uh, the backup in the NHL or two guys in the AHL.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say, isn't there, is not theres there somebody in the pipeline right now? I feel like there's definitely a couple goalies, right?
0: Sandstrom could come over. Uh, he's been struggling in the SHL, though. And if he comes over, I, I, it would not be for an AHL spot. Uh, and then besides that, I mean, Montez Tomek is still a bit away. Samuel Urson's uh, pretty far away, too. Houston I don't think it's. He, I don't think he would come over next season. I feel like he's still pretty far away. Uh, and then, just, I, I don't think there's anybody else I'm missing right now. Well, you're asking I the wrong I'm guy
1: because I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't, what? Don't, what but, even is a prospect? Fedotov is, uh, uh, is not. in the cards probably. So, uh, speaking of prospects, well, actually, yeah, I guess we could. We could probably work our way to this real quick. Uh, you're gonna talk about the fans' news. Let's talk about the the the, uh, fans' news. Speaking of prospects, uh, Radil Vazleev is no longer a flyers prospect, or he is at the moment, but he won't be tomorrow. Gonna miss uh, trying
1: to say that name in my head.
0: I know. I don't have to worry about figuring out that first name now, uh, placed on unconditional waivers. Uh, and when a player is put on unconditional waivers, it's the, the purpose of having their contract terminated. So, uh, He'll no longer be with the Phantoms. He's a 22-year-old winger who's taken in the 6th round of the 2014 draft by Hextall. Uh, he's appeared in 107 regular season and playoff games for the Phantoms. Steve, can you take a guess how many points he's had?
1: How many games again?
0: 107. I'll give you a hint. This total is probably a big reason why he just got released. Nine. Thirty-nine. So kind not of not good. Not not great. And also he was a negative five point zero eight relative quasi four percentage player this season. Minus four point nine a four point zero nine last year. So uh not really dominating territory, uh in terms of a uh, territorial play, not putting the puck in the net. I don't he didn't really bring a certain role to the team. He wasn't like a sandpaper guy, he wasn't an enforcer, uh defensive specialist. He just uh just didn't do much. He was Never really a found a role player. here. So he was—he could skate. He—he he wasn't like any of the Stroms. He could actually skate, apparently. And then, fired uh... at
1: the Stroms again.
0: <laughs> well, see if the Stroms come after me, all I have to do is get on a sheet of ice. And I think I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really too worried about them coming after me. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was one of the big moves. Uh, Kerry Huffman, I believe, has been named the Phantom's uh, I guess interim head coach. Because if Scott Gordon sure is replaced at the end of the season, Scott Gordon probably goes back to this. So I'm going to say interim coach right now. Uh, never head coach at the, any professional level, which is fine. He was been, he's been an assistant coach with the Phantom since 2016. And I uh, played seven seasons for the Flyers uh, many years ago. So he he's very familiar with the franchise.
1: Too much nepotism uh, in this franchise, let me tell too...
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Kerry Huffman, get out of here. Tired of your shit. too
1: many flyers ties here. And
0: then the last bit of fan news was Phil Veroni getting sent back to the AHL. I actually thought he played pretty good last night. <laughs> My Veroni, oh, okay,
1: yeah, no, it's Phil uh, Verone. come on, come <laughs> yeah, on, bro. Work, come yeah. on, bro. No, uh, uh, I thought he played well last night too. I thought he was on the verge of a goal many times. Does sending him down at this point have anything to do with his his waiver eligibility anything like that?
0: Uh it I believe it's 10 games or 30 days you'd have to go back down after being called up. So maybe that came in the play. Uh but I don't think he would have been close to that even after the uh roster freeze. I'll have to check it out. I forget when he was called up. Yeah, but, I
1: I wonder if the roster freeze played a role. I'm not sure. I have no idea, but I uh, yeah. thought he played pretty well, well but at the same time you do have Jordan Wheel you can always put in there. And, well, yeah. may, maybe you don't have Yuri Letera. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I was going to real quick before we go to the uh, Yuri Letera segue. i gotta, <sighs> Fine. I got to bump this in real quick. So, there you go. Uh, 55.56 course of 4% for Veroni. Uh, 9.44 last night. Time on ice, which is kind uh, of huh. high for a fourth liner that wasn't really playing uh, special teams. I think he – Gordon already playing shift. favorites. That's son yeah. of a – <laughs> he did and like you said uh, I, the most noticeable play for him was he almost uh, slid a he almost had a gentleman's backhander to an extent and uh, just missed Ooh. he slid a backhander five hole on Bernier but it missed the net I believe and then he did also turn the puck over and have a miscommunication with Hag on the second goal against but you know I, I thought for a fourth as far as fourth liners go I thought he was a pretty good I, I wouldn't bitch about having Veroni on the fourth line next year. I noticed him uh, positively
1: and not negatively or not yeah. at all. So if you can notice a fourth liner upside. in any positive fashion, I think that's a victory.
0: Yeah. And, and he's, he's got a, probably a lot more offensive upside if he wants to be a fourth liner than some of the other guys who've been praying down there for a while. Uh, two other, two other bits real quick uh, because Carter Hart's up, Brandon Com has been called up from Reading, uh, the Reading world to replace Hart in the AHL. Uh 21 save percentage in 10 games. And then they also signed a guy by the name of Steve Swavley, who was here last year. Uh, they signed him to a PTO, 27-year-old forward, 5 points in 22 games for Lehigh Valley, 29 points in 38 games for Reading last season, and he had 28 points in 26 games for Reading this season. That's the Phantoms news. Uh, yeah, Phil Veroni's replacement could be Jordan Wheel. Uh, it could be Yuri Leterra but we may not know what games Yuri could be available for since he is expected to make a court case for that entire drug ring thing earlier this season.
1: Going back to Finland. Finland.
0: Finland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a uh, court case starts on December 31st. He's not one of the main suspects, and there has not been a court date decided yet, but apparently he is going to have to appear in court. Uh, and let me pull out the article that I wrote. For, I mean, uh, who among us, game.
1: who among us, has not had a few friends use their home to smuggle cocaine? I mean,
0: look, it it happens. It happens. You know, we have
1: to be understanding.
0: You know what I call it when a bunch of my friends come over and start dealing drugs at my residence Thursday. Thank you. I was gonna say I call it a Wednesday because it's just another, it's just another week for me. You know. Oh, you just, were thinking you
1: know, it's a Wednesday because that's what day you record flyperbole and in order to stay up until, up. in order to stay up until 3 a.m. to record flyperbole, you need a booster.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you? I only sleep 15 hours a week, and I do podcasts. You sleep until that many a Yeah. So if you don't think I'm riding the the white Bronco, I don't know. I don't know. What to <laughs> AC is
1: driving you around and <laughs> <laughs> going to record some Flight verbally. Is
0: that even the correct term? I forget. I'm not, I am not know. Gonna I haven't heard that deal. one before. Describe <laughs> cocaine shorthand. You're in the passenger uh,
1: seat with AC and you're riding on the freeway. <laughs> and that freeway is cocaine. What?
0: I'm happy that if somebody if, if, if uh, an officer was listening and they thought I was doing drugs and they're just like, all right. He's obviously not. He's never touched cocaine in his life. Look at this fucking. He doesn't. Dork. He doesn't this dork doesn't know loser. cocaine.
1: <laughs> you think he can rub cocaine all over his gums and know what it tastes like? I sure do.
0: Uh, you are the Terra, one of three or one of twenty-three in, individuals that was uh, under investigation for this. Uh, people were arrested at his cottage over the summer, which. It's just funny that the terror has a cocaine cottage uh cocaine where they cottage. yeah where the- the Finnish police raided uh seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry and uh jewelry and gold uh also linked to two kilos of cocaine being sold in uh certain restaurants around Finland. and uh it seems it sounds like if he's found guilty, the steepest uh charge or Worst penalty you could get would be a uh, two years imprisonment. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you guys want to start selling drugs, sounds like Finland's a place to go. Uh, <laughs> get yourself a nice little cottage, fucking throw cocaine at everybody, and then go to jail for like ten months. That sounds Da-da-da. like
1: that sounds like the Fly New Year's party. <laughs>
0: it, it does not. Uh, uh, Affirm mentioned a uh, police officer listening to see if I'm selling drugs.
1: I mean the, there's no oh, probably New Year's party yeah, we'll which we throwing here cover water, the tracks water balloons full of cocaine at each other <laughs> It's expensive no, party. We're just,
0: <laughs> no we're just going to be uh complimenting one another and reading bible verses that's all we're going to be doing at <laughs> our party so we're pretty pretty excited about it
1: Did have you read Ezekiel 420 lately <laughs> Craig <laughs>
0: stayed in Corinthians 4-3. And then the Flyers used seven goalies during one regular season. <laughs> As they failed to land Jack Hughes. <laughs> My favorite Bible verse. So.
1: And in Letters to John 6-9, it was Doth said that Dave Haxtall would not make it into the promised land.
0: Well, that, again, going back to Scott Gordon, uh, your the Terror did not play. And it was, uh, you know, nice. yourter was a player that was featured in the once Hextall got fired, and he was accused of uh, literally tying Hextall down and writing lines on a whiteboard and telling him that's who was going to play. Once Hextall was actually given free reigns, it looked like uh, Yorah and AMAC, still big staples of the lineup. So maybe Hextall just did not know how to coach. Wow. Perhaps, just... Throwing it out there, you know.
1: Where? This is my so. surprise face, Craig. I'm shocked. At no point that did I think there. Haxtell was the pri- I thought Ron Haxtell was calling down every day and saying, I Dave, thought, yeah. You better put AMAC and your old in there today. If you don't have AMAC and your old in there, I'm going to lose my fucking mind.
0: <laughs> I just love that the big thing we complimented Dave Haxtell for for about a year was putting Claude Giroux on the top line as a winger. And then during the Black Friday game, they they unearthed that it was actually All I was like, hey, man, can you play the wing? Because this fucking coach doesn't know he's doing <laughs> 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 and, then, and then also the Sanheim-Proveroff pairing, which got linked to the Vancouver game. I'm glad that it's already come out, that Rick Wilson apparently is, uh, is a big fanboy, Travis Sanheim, already. I See, the thing... Go make the Rick eyes know. Quick. The eyes know. Yeah, I was going to say... I've written for the analytics. Like if his eye test actually matches up with everything that the analytics say, I don't know. I, I don't care what he does. It's very possible. If it all makes sense. Yeah. For the
1: eye test to match up with analytics. You just have to be watching pretty close and not yeah. looking at just old school descriptors of what's effective hockey. Like for instance, I was reading an athletic article on when Luke Shen was drafted and how.
0: Oh yeah. I saw he that. went I from
1: that. the number five overall pick to 29 year old minor leaguer. And yeah, by all the old school metrics, all the old school defensive defenseman ways. Yeah. That's what you want. You want this big guy who's just going to slam guys in front of the net and it's going to be great. But if you look closer, he can't puck handle. And he is just always in his own end, trying to defense the puck. And that's a problem, especially in today's NHL where people know better. So if, Rick Wilson can look at Travis Sanheim as a guy who is getting the puck can puck handle, take it out of the zone and that equals effective defense, then yeah, go nuts Rick Wilson yeah, do your thing, yeah
0: and I like to think that uh, I feel like last night's lineup is, is probably more, or defensive pairings at least, is probably more on Rick Wilson and it's good to see that he put McDonald on the third pairing and that uh, I mean, Ghost and Hag, I guess, are a somewhat passable pairing, but it, it seemed like they they leaned on some of the guys we wanted them to lean on a lot last night.
1: Yeah, Ghost and Hag didn't get a ton of uh, playing time either in that no, game. No,
0: they did not, no. But Ghost did look more confident. I mean, he had, he did have the goal, obviously, and then he also had a couple shifts in the second where I thought he was kind of dictating the, uh, the playing pace. So that's, uh, I mean, it was all, again, yeah, it's the Red Wings team probably Pretty hyped to play for a new coach. Realizing that they had to kind of prove to the new coach that they were not uh, useless. So they probably came out and played pretty hard and also just Carter hard. So there was a lot of reasons to be excited about last night's game. The win definitely helped. And uh, yeah, that's. uh I mean, I only got one thing left on the outline to talk about. Steve. Yeah, well, and, uh, before I talk about it,
1: I'm excited to talk about it, too. But before we get into that. I just wanted to briefly give a couple shout-outs and uh, things of that nature. So first thing I want to mention, we are going to be at the Flyers-Predators game, uh, probably tonight when you're listening to it. So Flyers-Predators game. uh, Most of the BSH radio crew, uh, the Broad Street Hockey podcast, will be there. So uh, Steph, Kelly, Bill, Craig, me, I think everybody but Charlie, right?
0: Yeah, and I guess... Charlie, well, yeah, Charlie really isn't going to have a I chance. Mean, to there, I guess. going to be he's... up
1: in the press box doing his actual yeah. job.
0: Yeah, what a dork. But what a the rest nerd. Of right. Yeah, so. I'm going to pay the right about hockey. What a dork. What
1: a dork. But come by. We're going to be playing some games. <laughs> it's going to be a fun
0: time. Yeah, yeah, it should be uh, pretty good. I'm going to work on the trivia tonight and tomorrow, and nobody will answer anything correctly because I'm going for the. Uh, Painfully obscure. I'm also going to have. I'm planning on, <laughs> I'm planning on having the. uh, I was going to have a name. or spell that flyer category as I was telling Steve before, and he sounded. Steve, you sounded like you were pretty interested in that category. Oh yeah, I'm in. Yeah, so I'll, I'll come up with uh, five to ten names that no one can spell, and uh, pop them in there. And then uh, we'll go from uh, we'll go from there. I got some other stuff lined up.
1: Going to be a fun time though. We're going to be at the Snyder hockey table, so look out for us. Going to be great. I have made myself a Trent Klatt Invitational t-shirt, so look out for that.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to be wearing have a flyer shirt I'm going to wear, so you'll see it.
1: And on the note of uh, designs, it's not quite a t-shirt design, maybe not yet, we'll see. But uh, we will be debuting a new logo soon. A uh, buddy of mine, Casey Lumbra, from the uh, the Gearadelphia days, he used to uh, make some t-shirts and uh philly sports merchandise with casey and marcello and some other guys and uh casey did some great designs for that site and um we were kind of just talking and i asked him if he could maybe take a swing at a new flyperbole logo design and uh he made a wonderful design with our friend the rat so uh we'll be uh <laughs> throwing that out there soon but great work by casey and uh, be sure to check out casey on twitter he is uh L-U-M-B-R-A-C-G. So uh, that's Casey Lumbra. And uh, great work, though. Our friend looks awesome. It is really good. Yeah. I'm excited to debut that. Uh, what other... It looks... Oh, sorry. It,
0: it, I was going to say, it looks... Considering he had to draw a rat screaming, it looks phenomenal.
1: <laughs> a happy rat screaming at that. because our <laughs> friend, yeah. Our friend's a happy guy. because oh, he's our friend, yeah, yeah. He's our friend. He, he escaped from South Philly. He's living it up in Paris right now. He's working at his internship. It's wonderful. He's working for a top fashion designer. She's mean to him, but he's having a good life.
0: Yeah. We'll see this movie in about. This is like Ratatouille, too, where he moves on from
1: it's Ratatouille. restaurant. It's, it's essentially Ratatouille combined with the devil wears Prada. I was
0: going to say, Our friend wears Prada. Our friend wears so. Prada, yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs>
1: And uh, but, yeah, Casey uh, does some great stuff, so definitely uh, give him a follow. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, we do have a viewing party at Tavern on Broad on Sunday night for the Flyers Rangers game. So uh, I'm going to be attending. Will you be there for that one, Craig?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I should be there. Excellent. Uh, If uh, I'm not taken down by the flu yet yeah it I... is winter. yeah so <laughs> I... I know you're fighting it back right now i have uh, been sick
1: most of the week so i but like minor sickness where like all the absurd amounts of vitamin c i'm taking are just fighting it back enough
0: oh, okay that's perfect yeah yeah so i am I mean i'm not i'm not sick either i just don't know i'm gonna be up late tonight and then uh you know it's winter you never know but i, I should be there i should there's no reason I'm not going to be there on Sunday. I'll be there. And, and if I'm sick, I'll just get all of you sick. So it doesn't matter.
1: The first person who identifies me, and I'll probably wear the Trent Clatt Invitational shirt again, just because why not? Yeah. Um, The first person who comes up to the gentleman in the Trent Clatt Invitational uh, T-shirt uh, and says the phrase, our friend wears Prada, <laughs> will get a drink on me.
0: Uh, I like it. That's a it's a pretty good saying.
1: Our friend Where's Prada?
0: you think Meryl Streep will be in that one? It, it,
1: how could she not be?
0: Well, I, I You and I, I like are writing be, the script. I was gonna say it might take a little bit of time to write and actually record it or film it. So it might be uh I don't know, she's she's getting up there in age, is all I'm saying. So I Meryl, think we don't can hammer yet. this out Ready over one a,
1: weekend yeah. in Yuri's cocaine cottage.
0: Oh this I was gonna <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, feels like a weekend with about uh thirty Milwaukee's best. We we'll just hammer this thing out. <laughs> thirty Milwaukee's
1: best—that's how you pass out in a pool of your own slobber.
0: <laughs> just a uh, just a whole bunch of Schaefer, and just get it going. Do you ever have Schaefer? Do you ever see that? I don't think I've ever had Schaefer. It's it might it might be the worst. You ever had a Jenny, Tennessee?
1: No, but I am familiar with it.
0: Okay, I, I think it's below that, so it's pretty much it's it's beer. Technically, it's beer.
1: Technically, you're drinking beer.
0: Yeah, but it's pretty bad. I remember I had it once, and it was at a party in college, and it the fridge broke, so we drank warm share for all night, and it was Ugh. it was not cool. <laughs> it was not a good situation. You poor soul. <laughs> but at that party. The one guy I hated in college got punched in the face. So, you know, a it it break even. By you? Uh, I, th- I thought it was alright. No, not by me. Damn. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you want something you lose most. But that was a pretty good, uh... I felt like that was a pretty good outcome. That actually overall. is
1: is a good time to bring up our other contest. The first person oh, yeah. who comes up to Craig and says uh, a select phrase will get a solid punch in the
0: face. <laughs> I don't know what that select phrase is yet. <laughs> TBD. It'll it. be
1: revealed on Twitter.com.
0: Okay. Alright, yeah. <laughs> and then I will punch you in the face, spend the night in jail, and I'll have my family bail me out on Christmas Eve. Oh, I don't wait, see wait, That's, that's part that.
1: of the contest. You can bail Craig out on Christmas Eve. So we have two <laughs> things this week. You can drive Craig to the hospital after he pulls a Scott Gordon split, and then you can bail him out of prison on Christmas Eve.
0: I'm still just picturing... Like, when you say the Scott Gordon split, I still just picture Andy Bernard doing the split and then just screaming.
1: <laughs> we need to juxtapose that together.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, you actually should. Just do the rap and then just have him doing the split. So I good. can't do that type of thing. So but you are good with the uh, the Photoshop and whatnot. What does on the dash mean? <laughs> that's what that's what I was saying. I know, I, I know, I'm
1: mystified more by it now than I was earlier.
0: Yeah, like I as a goal you're not going anywhere. Like and it's not like a thing that's described for like quick reactions. It's just The split is so good though. The split is just hypnotic. The split yeah, it makes up for any lack of uh lyrical cohesion there is. So we're gonna give them that. <laughs> quick on <going> the dash.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping at the Nashville game Scott Gordon just happens to walk by and we can interview him specifically about the split.
0: Hey, buddy, you remember the bean pot track because we found it.
1: It's also it's night tomorrow. Do you think? Uh, I think the current bet is does he fall on his way to drop
0: the puck? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm thinking he has to. Like
1: that's his or, thing. That's his signature. Move. Was, like that's yeah, us I'm, not saying wow and sorry, not sorry.
0: I'm picturing him. It's got to be he walks out there. He's out there for a bit and everybody gives him a round of applause. And then, like, two or three really drunk fans start a heart and no down chant. And then he's just like, yeah, all right. And then he just drops to the ice. I think. Like, he does it in a really slow fashion. No, I'm talking about heart Scott. No, well,
1: down. Heart, no, down.
0: Here. I don't. We're not getting. We're not getting plastered tomorrow. No, you know, you're that, not. Right? All right. The so one of us is going to have a job on Friday. <laughs> I'm off Friday. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Bourbon Steve's coming. Crazy.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Gonna gonna Uh, fight Scott Hartnell.
0: Speaking of Bourbon... And that's how Steve Steve died. uh, Steve Bourbon... Bourbon Steve and... uh, Bourbon Steve tried to fight Scott Hartnell and died instantly. Speaking of uh, alcohol and fisticuffs... uh, Steve, you ever get your ass kicked
1: by a mascot in public? That's a good transition. So yes, a number of times, but never as badly as this guy got his ass whooped by Tommy the Hawk.
0: So according to police reports, this video started after the fan punched the mascot in the face. And then on the video, you see Tommy the Hawk, the Chicago Blackhawks mascot, Fucking suplex it is he
1: suplexes this dude (laughs) he lifts him up and he suplexes him this is amazing
0: like takes him the task
1: I can't even like function in regular clothing like Tommy the Hawk (laughs) can beat the shit out of a dude. Yeah, like
0: (laughs) I feel like I feel like if I was starting to get my ass kicked by a mascot, I just I could I would just walk away get out i would just start laughing i feel like once i got hit with a right hook by a mascot i would just
1: and this guy just gets deeper and deeper into it like he once he gets suplexed you got to get out of there and he just keeps trying and the hawk just keeps beating his ass the
0: the hawk's probably like man i've had to watch a lot of shitty ass hockey this year (laughs) to take it out on this guy's face and he does He does. Yeah, he didn't hold back. I mean... This is the year of the jerk mascot. Yeah, and I mean, it's been led by Gritty, but...
1: I mean, like Gritty Gritty had a good show in the other night where he came out in Santa gear and just body-checked the hell out of two guys, which is... I love that that's Gritty's thing, is just being an asshole to people on the ice. But Tommy the Hawk (laughs) is out there on the concourse just wrecking dudes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and... uh. I mean, I feel like there's not a better way to symbolize how the Blackhawks season has gone, other than the mascot beats the shit out of a fan. Not, and it's not prompted; it's a, an actual fight that takes place. No, that's uh, it's going pretty well for the Blackhawks all around, on the ice, off the ice. Just uh, it's a good, it's a season to remember.
1: This is fine.
0: <laughs> Everything's fine. Did Stan you, Bowman apartment <laughs> is burning around him. It's cool. Did you see what? Uh, fine. It, it
1: just, did you see what Heather just dropped in the Slack just now?
0: Oh God! Now let me check it out. It's
1: it's Stadium Series gear for the Flyers. That's apparently up on shop.nhl.com, which is powered by Fanatics these days. What's uh? What's up with this logo?
0: Oh yeah, they made a whole big deal about changing the logo. It's just uh, like and, a uh, flat
1: orange version of the Flyers logo without any of the details.
0: Yeah, so I, don't they think I like really it. I like it for it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really like it either. I mean, I'm not. I, I will say, I've never noticed the P, the flying
1: P aspect more than when it's like this. Than this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but,
1: I, it's. That's very plain.
0: I, I, I'm i really not looking for the stadium series game. I'm going. I Well, now I'm looking forward to it even less. <laughs> I just don't feel like it'll be I uh, I don't know. I mean, actually, if I imagine you'll probably have more fun because you're probably going to.
1: I'm going to drink uh, some cold pull, ones. You
0: know, until beverages, yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to get blasted on national TV again.
1: Starter Heart. Like do you, you, you don't have faith in Starter Heart and, and Gordo, the splitter?
0: You know what? It is over. I mean. And also the Penguins. Uh, it's two months away still, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And also the Penguins. They, cool. they can kick rocks this year. Yeah, they're they're not killing
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing great. Uh, they did beat the so Caps yeah,
1: tonight. What? They did beat the Caps. We'll give them that. But uh, yeah,
0: screw that. Yeah, Matt, not... Matt
1: Murray's traumatized. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Matt. <laughs> Matt Murray, by the way, speaking of Matt Murray, he he did not look good tonight. I know they only gave him one goal, but he had, a, he had some real iffy plays. He had a puck hit him in the glove, and then he didn't know where the, the puck went. It's been horrible this year. And then there was also a shot in the third period where he just stood still, had the puck hit off his blocker, and he, he didn't move at all. I drafted I Matt Murray
1: in the BSH uh, Fantasy Hockey League,
0: I and that was a huge to. mistake. Yeah, apparently it was. I mean, he... Uh, a lot of injuries, but then also when he's been healthy, it hasn't been a, it's been not cool. So That's, that's pretty much where Matt Murray's season has been. Penguins, I mean, that's kind of been where the Penguins season has been too, but I, I don't know. I still think the Penguins are going to turn on at some point. I did see people complaining about Jack Johnson tonight though, which is, the Penguins fans complaining about Jack Johnson, which is nice. Wow. because
1: who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought that Jack Johnson wouldn't be a good signing?
0: Yeah, when it comes to that, I guess I would say uh, sorry, not sorry, but we saw that, saw that writing on the wall there. So, uh, do you want to uh, do a little, uh, do a little around the league? I
1: could, I could right? go around the league. I could do it.
0: Uh, well, what I've got is a lot of injuries, pretty much. Uh, oh boy! So we talked about Corey Crawford. Um, with Corey Crawford on IR. Uh, Colin Delia has been called up. He played two games for Chicago last season. Kevin Kirk is out two to four weeks with a separated shoulder. That signing's going
1: real well right now for the Rangers. Yeah, man, it's
0: been real well. He's, yeah, he's been healthy scratch a bunch this year too, hasn't he? Yeah, or, he's he's been he terrible.
1: Is. He's been absolutely horrible for yeah.
0: them. Uh, Chris Russell was placed on IR with an undisclosed injury. Uh, Christian Juice, definitely after a successful surgery on his left thigh. Mike Green out three to four or three to five weeks with the classic case of the LBI. I think that's uh leg Jesper. arthritis because he's old. <laughs> Jesper fast out two to four weeks with the classic case of the UBI. Jesper
1: fast, great name.
0: Yeah. I guess if uh Jesper Fast had a LBI and he tried to play through it, he would be uh Jesper Slow.
1: Good night and good hockey. Uh
0: Corey Schneider on our I- IR with a uh, a abdominal strain. I guess after I made that poor joke, I was just like, you're not going to speak the next three sentences. So let me try that again. Corey <laughs> Schneider is on IR with an <laughs> <a> <laughs> abdominal strain. T- t- today, Junior! <laughs> He's winless. Winless in nine games this season. 11 straight games without a win dating back to game three against the Lightning last postseason.
1: Come a long One way win. from being worth a first ra- A top ten pick. I think it was the seven yeah. overall, right?
0: I think it was ninth. ninth? Top okay. but but top ten. Top ten. So so yeah. And but at the time everybody's uh, like, Yeah, I'd do that. And he was worth it for a while. Oh, he I was mean, the, the, the team for a while. Seasons, he got
1: him to the final.
0: Yeah, like the la the last two uh last two seasons have been real uh been real bad. Yeah. But uh only one win over the last twenty five games dating back to December twenty seventh of last year. Uh Max Factory on IR with the classic case L B I. Holy yep. U Ulevi out for the season after having knee surgery. Uh, he was taken fifth overall in 2016. 13 points in 18 games for the Utica Comets this season. He hasn't played in the NHL yet. Robert Bortuzzo, who beat the living shit out of a teammate last week, uh, got a three-year extension for it with a 1.375 AAV. As one does. Three points in 14 games this season. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Armstrong's like, hey, we all hated that guy, so thank you. Here's your new contract. Good year for that team. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're doing great. Uh, I, I think that it's pretty bad when the best aspect of your team is a, an adorable dog that comes on the ice and steals things it from your players. It really is an so. adorable dog, though. Yeah.
1: Are, are they already talking about dumping uh, the brewster?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, all I remember is on one of the episodes of 31 Thoughts, Freeman said something to the effect that Armstrong said he was going to start dealing with players before he fired another coach with his core.
1: What a great decision
0: yeah which i you know is a nice stance to take except with the fact that your last coach that you're doing that with is craig craig barubi you
1: you're standing by your man and that man is craig barubi the only <laughs> thing uh... as crazy as that i've ever seen is ron hextall picking dave hextall as his team to as his hill to die on
0: yeah yeah that is i i think i will never forget that about ron hextall was he just dave hextall is the guy you hit your wagon to. It's uh, it's unbelievable. But uh, Patrick Berglund, Uh, Steve, did you see this? You hear about this? See this? You hear about this? I heard a little bit about
1: this, but uh, elaborate for me.
0: Placed on unconditional waivers by Buffalo. Uh, He was at first suspended by them, I believe. First round pick in two thousand six. Couple of twenty goal seasons. Thirty year old forward. Only has four points in twenty two games this year. But uh, apparently was. He was traded from St. Louis to Buffalo, and he had a no-trade clause where he had select teams uh, he didn't want to go to, and the Blues never confronted him about possibly being traded to Buffalo, and after he got traded to Buffalo, he apparently that was one of the places he didn't want to go. Then this whole time in Buffalo, it hasn't been going well, and apparently he wasn't updated that he could potentially have his contract terminated. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I didn't see too many details about today. I just got uh, I guess the gist of the whole situation but still a pretty crazy situation overall to have uh, going on. He was one of the pieces they acquired in the Ryan O'Reilly trade which besides that the other pieces have looked pretty well uh, I know Paige Thompson has been doing pretty decent or at least he's played pretty well against the uh, Flyers this season so. just, a, just look a weird like, situation overall
1: Buffalo doesn't exactly look like they're missing him either
0: yeah, no, they've been playing, uh, they've been doing pretty well. I think, doing honestly, okay.
1: I, I think we found something <laughs> out today. I think
0: Ryan O'Reilly, clubhouse cancer, obviously. I mean, they, I, he, when he got traded from the Avalanche, they started making the playoffs again, and, uh, both won the full tank mode, so, I'm, Really makes you, know, you think. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, makes, M A M E M A E K S M-A-E-K-S, makes you think. So, just, uh, you know, just a little food for thought, uh, Ken Hitchcock has been bitching a moment about McDavid not getting enough calls, which seems like a pretty good approach to have. So now the referees will probably start calling more penalties on McDavid. Or more infractions that are placed on McDavid, I guess. Or McDavid calls. It. You know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, and then the last one is Danik Martel had a very nice assist last night. And then also uh, was lucky to avoid suspension for a blindside hit on Troy Statcher. Should have kept. Should have kept, and I think it's worth pointing out because I believe Steph was the only one who was not a big fan of Martell because she felt like he was kind of tough to gauge if he would have a lot of these moments in the NHL. And I want to say this was like his fourth game this season, and he was lucky to avoid a suspension. So it's a pretty good call on the outlook of Martell. It kind of encapsulates uh, everything you'll get with... You- could get with Martel, which is some offense and then probably a dumb hit that he doesn't need to take. Plus it's also surprising that he has that reputation because he is a smaller forward. He's very tiny. You can fit yeah, him in your pocket, guy, take like, him home. Yeah, he's adorable.
1: Tiny arms, tiny yeah, he, legs, <laughs> tiny stick. Just a tiny guy.
0: <laughs> but uh that's uh that's around the league, Steve. That's that's I feel like that might be our that might be our episode. I think that Another is our episode, and that's okay. a semi-short one, yeah. We, we had we, uh, two this week, though. Two this week. I gotta pump out these return flights. Um, it's, uh, Craig's a busy I man. I about to write this. Yeah. So Leave um, Craig it shorter. We're gonna have, uh, I guess we're doing one after Christmas next week. Sure. Yeah, we'll do one after. Uh, I want to figure out, I think Bo Horvath. 'cause I don't I really don't know if I'm I think I'm right, but I'm not sure. I wanna see if he was taking seventh or Because that's what the course Snyder trade was. So I'm pretty sure it was ninth. But you know. But anyway, Whatever. you wanna uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's a... that's a that's uh
1: man uh, your nervous stutter is just freaking me out right now <laughs>
0: It's gotten worse over time. It's gotten worse through this episode. And if you want to hear,
1: if you want to see the writings and tweets of a nervous stutterer, you can go to sports are bad on the Twitter.
0: Yes. And uh, tomorrow I will have up the Predators return flight and it'll be the sixth one I'm doing in 12 days. So thank God that's done for a bit. And then uh pretty much overall, I've been just focusing on those because I take a little bit of time to write. Not the Red Wings or the Preds one, but the the other ones took a little bit of time uh, and energy to write. So when those are done, and I think the last one's going to be the nineteenth of January with the the Canadians, I'm going to focus more on uh, draft stuff and actually analyzing the uh, the all ice stuff. But I mean, I got lucky with the uh, the timing of doing all this because the all ice product so far really hasn't been hasn't been much to analyze, and all the Front office turnover—it doesn't really matter too much how they've been doing on the ice for a bit.
1: So you lucked out by the Flyers being shitty.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, a, a, a season where I also decided to look back at good moments in their history. <laughs> I got lucky. <laughs> it all—it all kind of worked out. So. Well. That's uh, that's all I got. Yeah.
1: Follow Craig at Sports Are Bad. You can follow me at Estebom or at the Flyperbly account. I am running that Craig is not allowed to by law.
0: Do not. Yeah. So if you ever see flyperbole interact with me, know that it's another human person actually doing that. It's not me. Just, uh, just blow myself, you know, just pumping up my own stuff. It's actually a robot. I have a robot to it. (laughs) Robot's pretty funny.
1: Robot's pretty funny.
0: Robot's got some
1: jokes. Tweetbot 5,000 has the jokes. (laughs) Uh, also just wanted to give a quick thank you to Bill Meltzer for throwing the bean pot trot out into the world. I, I, we'd be remiss if uh, oh, yeah. the source of all the joy in this episode, the non Carter heart joy uh, was not thanks. So uh, Bill Meltzer finding that old bean pot trot video and putting that out there. So good job, Bill. Um, I, yeah. And of course, follow Broad Street Hockey and BSH radio. And again, we will be at the game and we have the BSH uh, festivist party on uh, Sunday night. So you get to air your flyers grievances and it'll be a good old time. And remember, remember, our friend wears Prada.
0: Pot truck.
1: <laughs> the bean pot truck. Oh, all right. <laughs> Gang, until next time. And by the way, if you're a Christmas guy, enjoy that thing. That's how you say it, right?
0: Yeah. Happy holidays. Congrats Craig. on Christmas. Happy holidays to you too. Thank you for saying happy holidays. Happy holidays, Rita. Always,
1: no, I'm referencing. <laughs> I'm referencing the the best holiday tradition in the Philadelphia area, and that's the Pennsylvania Lottery commercial where the guy goes, "Happy holidays, Rita." That commercial's oh, been geez, running for like great. 45 yeah.
0: years. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But, uh, happy <laughs> holidays, Craig. Anyway, gang. Until next Ugh. time, as always. Good night, and good hockey. Well, 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 well,
0: well, well. well, well. well. Wow, 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 mm-hmm, wow, well, 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 well. I'm Scott Gordon, and I'm here to say. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Fly It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other, other hockey things. things. Like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell. And Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!
1: baseball truly it is awful i'm phillies writer justin clue join me every week along with john stolness liz Rocher and dr trevor strunk as we discuss all the ways the phillies have hurt us on our podcast hit and season as well as historical anecdotes and raw emotional ramblings on our other shows continued success and the dirty inning subscribe to the good fight and you'll get conversations with insiders analysis of breaking news and stats 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 together we'll survive whatever baseball can throw at us